Welcome to Better Out Loud, the podcast that gives voice to real humans and their very real stories about fostering intentional relationships. I'm your totally down-to-earth host and best friend enthusiast, Kylie. I'm wildly inspired by my own irreplaceable relationships, my obsession with creativity, and yes, years of Gilmore Girls reruns, but more than anything, by my relationship with my late best friend, Abby. I'm so grateful you're joining us. Let's jump right in for this week's episode and get you ready to love fearlessly better every single day. Welcome to episode five of Better Out Loud. I'm your host, Kylie, and I'm here today with one of my very special friends who is also fiance to Ellie from episode one. Shout out episode one if anyone remembers that. (laughs) Um, But here he is, the one and only Nick Gear. Hey, Kylie. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we had a little technical difficulties earlier, but we are back. We did. I want to go back to a confession. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time, I wanted to video record the show. I'm not doing that anymore, and I forgot to tell Nick. So he looks really nice. I know no one else can see this, but he's wearing a button-up shirt and jeans, <laughs> dark wash jeans. Button-up. It's nice. It's a flint. Yeah. <laughs> it looks nice. Yeah, there's a video that may be released one day. Tweet at the show if you want to <laughs> see the video footage. <laughs> we need a, a crowdsource petition to, to see that. Um, well, Nick, thank you so much for joining me yeah, for the episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's start by telling people a little bit about you. <laughs> Who are you? Where are you from? Where are you living? And what are you up to these days? My name is Nick. I'm from Richmond, Virginia, just outside. What part? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because you don't know. From Midlothian. I had no idea. Uh, I know you didn't, which is <laughs> incredible. Um, Midlothian, Virginia. Yeah, grew up like, you know, cul-de-sac, the oh. whole bit. Not yeah, whole what was bit, your street? Actually. Don Ridge Court, shout D-Court. Out, shout out. Shout out to D-Court. <laughs> yeah, so grew up there, went to James Madison University. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. <laughs> I went there for undergrad. Never went to <laughs> grad school or haven't gone to grad school yet, but yeah. I don't know why I call it undergrad. We'll see. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> James Madison, you went there as well. Mm-hmm. So did Ellie. Mm-hmm. So did many fine folk. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied international affairs, French and Arabic minors also i did not know nick studied french <laughs> we'll talk about how well, it's hard to find out little details about nick gear but okay, anyway yeah i'm happy to learn this today along with the listeners <laughs> yeah I, everyone's gonna be like well can you speak something i won't do that to you no that's fine but you can um, sneak i it would in on love to get oh. better at yeah sneak a couple <laughs> just start speaking different languages mm-hmm. um yeah when, and i studied that and then i really my my grandfather's in the Foreign service and my mom grew up in the Middle East mostly, kind of all over. Um, but I was just really fascinated with languages and like learning about culture through languages. Um, and really, that's what I kind of focus on in my studies. And then it was first semester senior year, I took this farm internship class, <laughs> um, aptly named because <laughs> we were to like, we volunteered on a couple different farms, or I just specifically wanted to go on like an animal husbandry farm and a lo- like a small scale organic or biodiverse or excuse me bio um, dynamic <laughs> farm which like only produced fruits and vegetables and I just fell in love with like small scale agriculture and mm. like feeding and nourishing people um, and that like more community aspect and, and like going back to the land um, and my mom was like what the hell you want to be a farmer like why did you go to school <laughs> hey shout out to the farmers out there shout out to the farmers out <laughs> there we 
no farmers, no food. Um, <laughs> and to all of everybody, you know, all the um, farm workers and <laughs> all that. That could be a whole nother podcast. Many, many podcasts. If you want Nick to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to come back and talk about food justice. Um, yeah. And so I, after college, I was looking for, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do. And I um, decided to apply to a newer, I was like three-year-old AmeriCorps adjacent program I guess because they got like 20% of their funding from AmeriCorps it was called Food Corps started in 2011 cool yeah I believe and then my class yeah Mm -hmm. 2013-14 was the third class yeah so went to Maine Mm -hmm. for a year and did a year of direct service I guess you call it Um, yeah teaching like cooking gardening nutrition Um, to students working out of this place in, in Lewiston, Maine. Shout out to Lewiston, Auburn. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I'm sure we'll kind of, I'll reflect back mm-hmm. on that later. But yeah, went there. Then did another year of Food Corps and kind of helped um, start. I was, you know, we opened a, a site in, in D.C. So I came mm. to D.C. Um, and was working at a school, like a, a, a boarding, public boarding, one of the first public boarding charter schools Mm -hmm. in the nation in D.C. Yeah. And so then I just stayed after that Mm -hmm. and was working for this full service, um, like green certified caterer on the side. Somehow ended up, that's, you know, fast forward five years and I'm there working full time and Mm -hmm. sales and I won't give too much (laughs) detail about my my nine to five but um yeah so Mm -hmm. I live in DC work in DC around DC Mm -hmm. um live with Elizabeth Elizabeth Garrity won't give her middle name because you know safety or something (laughs) yeah Yeah, piracy is real I know (laughs) well I'm so glad that you're close obviously I'm biased um and I wanted to ask a little bit about what made you interested in accepting my invitation to be on Better Out Loud. <laughs> wow, good question. Didn't mm-hmm. get that in the, the draft. Oh, yeah. draft <laughs> Yeah, how did you... Because you, this, <laughs> this was, is what everyone says. <laughs> no, well, because it would remember that oh, yeah. fateful Sunday. Yeah, today this is, is a great backstory. I can't even remember. I think in the first episode, I talk about how I was trying to figure out what to do yeah. and I wanted to blog. I was like, maybe I'll blog. But what I really wanted to do was interview people. What I didn't say was that Nick was the very first person I wanted to interview when I had this cool idea. And I was going to like, so I was going to interview you, type up our whole thing and turn it into like a post basically. Right. But then as I started thinking about how I wanted to do that, everyone, I thought I would rather hear from you directly and let other people hear from you directly. So this Honestly, this dialogue has been like a year in the making, almost. That was a while. It was a while ago. Well, yeah, because we, <laughs> I came out and I was like, I text you texted me like mm-hmm. super cryptically, and I yes. was like, sure, yeah, like um, I don't know what I was doing, but it was a Sunday and mm-hmm. Ellie was doing her thing, I was doing my thing, and I was like, yeah, let me hop on the metro, <laughs> so wild, <cool. laughs> and take it mm-hmm. out to I don't know, Falls to, yeah. to wherever you were living at the time, and um. Yeah, I remember meeting at that coffee shop. It was cute. Um, Lost Dog Westover. or something. Oh. Yeah, over. Well, yes. Lost Dog. Yeah. Well, we had to go to Lost Dog because Ellie got locked out like immediately right when Lost I got dog. there. No, yeah. Sorry. And was really hungry. And so then we ended up getting Lost Dog, coming, oh, yeah. like scrapping the whole blog thing and. 
then going back to DC and so actually eating and I mean chilling. because of Ellie like getting locked out that day <laughs> truly you is the what? reason we have a podcast <laughs> hey shout out shout I out I hope everyone's grateful for that backstory so you're the whole thing <laughs> that is, is that hilarious. you just feel like you've had to do this <laughs> yeah that. it's been yeah it's <laughs> well, a necessity I'm glad I'll yeah. just say that here we are um well as you know well part of the inspiration for the show is my own relationships so I, as always, want to give listeners a backstory for why I invited you on the show. Mm. And a lot of people heard about you in my letter to Ellie and in the first oh, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to try not to be redundant. I also have tried to make a commitment to not cry every episode. So I don't think I will. I'll just say that. But I did write you a card. You don't think you'll cry is what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I've cried every Cold. episode. I know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. You got my tears in my ugly letter. Got it, got it. Got it. So I did write a letter to kind of share why I wanted to bring you on the show today. Okay. Take it away. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're the host. You're the host. <laughs> okay. Nick, I realize I've done this a few times. Tried to find words to express my gratitude for and connection to you. First, as someone who loves one of my best friends so sincerely and beautifully. Then, for loving me as one of your own friends, often leading me to forget that we haven't, in fact, always been connected. I know you don't like the spotlight, and I'll do my best to make it low pressure, but you are truly one of the most humble, generous, loving, and goofy humans I have the pleasure of knowing. I snuck goofy in there to try to keep myself (laughs) together. I know the days aren't easy, and I've found so much comfort in our common ground in the challenges, too. You're a brother to me forever, and all in all, I just can't picture my life without you. Hashtag emo closing. <laughs> Kylie. <laughs> Wait, how about that? Yeah, this, that letter you wrote to me recently, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But I know. About, I could have just know read that. that. I don't like those <laughs> cliches. Yeah, actually, I could have brought that for you to read out. It's okay. The point hey. is, there's two reasons. One, I just think it's so special. I love the people who love my people well. That's like a very common mm-hmm. theme for me. Mm-hmm. That means a lot. And then the fact that I feel like you are actually my friend. That's what I think, at least. Yes. <laughs> I will go on record and agree to that. Yeah. I know that there's a lot we kind of have in common in a way and a lot of differences. So I get to keep learning from you. So I'm excited. And I think we can just jump in. Sure. I'm okay. Ready. So are to we start- recording? Yeah. We, we yeah. <laughs> there was a whole take where we were not recording. So we're on. We're live. <laughs> to start, we're going to discuss relationships broadly and how to nurture the relationships in our lives. So what I want to ask you first is, how have you learned about relationships in life? Has there been anything significant growing up and into young adulthood about some of the relationships that you've had? Oh, wow. Surprise question. Broad, broad, broad. (laughs) I thought about this question, and it is a broad question, but more over like thinking about my upbringing. I Mm -hmm. have been doing a lot of reflection about that, of late for various reasons that we'll probably get into as well. Yeah, I think about that. Um, and I, I kind of touched on it, how my mom grew up mm-hmm. abroad, overseas, and my and my grandfather was, you know, in the foreign service. And we had, I, I'm just going to jump a lot of mm-hmm. layers, but we had a lot of like guests in our home mm-hmm. growing up um, that my mom kind of inv- like just hosted 
um, for long periods of time, like live in. Um, we had exchange students. We had like, mm-hmm. you know, um, coworkers of my mom's that, you know, were going through divorces or mm-hmm. rough times. And, and um, we, you know, and it was just my sister and I and my, my dad and my mom. Um, and we, the, the foreign exchange student piece was, so, it was like such a, mm-hmm. um, I think it was like sixth grade we started hosting. Wow. Um, Martin was our first mm-hmm. exchange student. Um, he was from Czech Republic. And we, my mom kind of just like took took these people under her wing and like really um, was like really show And to look, think back and hear myself now saying like, it was really a good reflection about like what a, America or, mm. or or like being able to like show mm-hmm. this human existence as far as it was like really I think I was in sixth grade it was right after 9-11 it was like a mm. year yeah. after not yeah, it was long after 9-11 <laughs> so there was just like a lot of Islamophobia a lot of mm-hmm. you know not being afraid of what you don't know yeah. and my mom just like fostered this really um unwittingly I think she really fostered this like um, carefree like but really caring environment that mm. we and my sister was kind of going through her teens and I was you know young teen but um, she was my I only say that because my sister sometimes wasn't super all about these <laughs> random people in our home but I was just a young kid like yeah great cool <laughs> new friends. Uh, let's go to Kings Dominion yeah um, but yeah new friends truly and martin was really like a brother to me and mm-hmm. we ended up having like he was in our lives for many years mm-hmm. um and yeah i think those relationships that and i talk about this and ellie was like don't be nervous about the podcast like you did a food talk when i was in food court and like <laughs> it's on youtube I, everybody can see it yeah at the um, end i'm actually gonna ask like do you want to plug anything i don't want to plug that <laughs> i'll uh, include the link to <laughs> no, your youtube <laughs> No, it was like five years ago. Whenever I was in okay. um, in food court and talked about this, like this attitude of like the kitchen mm. table being this really like central place. Not that the food in particular was. <laughs> now my mom's always like, "What did I cook that uh, was your favorite?" I was like, "I don't think there was a yeah. beef stroganoff, like a lot hey. of cream of like oh yeah, cream of mushroom cream of mushrooms." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was the base. Um, and then as I got older and more interested in food, like I did a lot of cooking, but the food not necessarily was the was the base, but it was really the table and like the mm-hmm. my mom was so like almost militant about us being at the table, like mm-hmm. when she called, like you need your whatever, you need your water, you need to be ready, like sit down and be ready <laughs> to have time for family time or not Aww. family time, but just like because usually there was a lot of folks that weren't family at the table. Mm, community Not a time. lot. It was a small table. They <laughs> this like grandiose. No, 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 no. Middle class, middle yeah. Okay. Um, no, but you're saying like, yeah, there. it wasn't just your family. There yeah. were guests. You often had guests. Often, yeah. And so I think that really like that attitude of like sitting down and being present. And now I'm, I think about it as if, I were to have children at that age and everybody's on their phones all the mm-hmm. time you can't whether you're at a restaurant or not like mm-hmm. it's so hard to get everybody to sit down and be present yeah and it was easy then because we didn't have those games and mm-hmm. I think we had a Game Boy maybe my parents maybe. were old school yeah never had video games I never owned a Game Boy in my life fun fact hey did you eventually I'm not I think I had a yard like a yard sale <laughs> I got it I got when it. Game Boy colors were out I was like look oh, at me. me black and white Kirby 
Um, or I guess it was green and black. Cause <laughs> I never played. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah, yeah but no so those, technology in the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. so those relationships were really fostered young where I was, like, really exposed to different ideas and different, you know, thought processes and... Mm-hmm. Um, not to get political, but my parents, we were like a split household where mm. my dad leaned right, my mom leaned left on certain, th- you know, just social issues. But then it was, there was always like very cordial conversations and like being able to really, um, and very, my parents are very, you know, intellectual and, um, and exposed to a lot of different ideas. So it was very nice to have the, that at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, that's how I was, I'm not even sure mm-hmm. what the original no, that's perfect. question was. Yeah, well, just kind of how you learned about relationships. So you, I, I see what you're saying. You learned a lot about community at the sense of like kind of like gathering, sitting at the ta- sitting around the table and eating and like being together. You're used to having a lot of people come into your life. Yeah. Um, so I, and I definitely it's funny because I can see how that plays out and what I hope to talk about later as well. Um, so. I was also just wondering if you could speak to kind of now into your own adulthood. Mm. Are there relationships that you find yourself being really intentional about now? And what does it mean to you to be intentional about relationships? Got it. Yeah. I mean, and aside from, you know, my life partner, fiance, Mm -hmm. Ellie, um, because obviously, you know, that's the obvious one, but maybe it's not that obvious because I think we often stop and and have these discussions about like, are we are we feeling disconnected? Are we feeling mm-hmm. like I can sense that something's off or like just checking, just general check-ins. And this is all sounds like negative check-ins, a lot of positive mm-hmm. ones too. Um, and I, we had this conversation last night, honestly, because we had a couple drinks um full disclosure but more it was it really we were in this place where yeah we just had a nice saturday night and we were talking about what we saw in each other and like why Mm. we were drawn to each other or why what's like the best quality we see in each other and for me Mm. when i reconnected with ellie and i'm sure we might tell that story or might not but Mm. um my draw was her like just true you know true kindness and true on the surface like good natured Mm -hmm. like listening that's one of my biggest things one of my you know if you if I feel like someone's not listening I'm like I should I'm like no I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna I'm not gonna talk to you yeah my thought with that was like and we've grown our relationship to be a really solid um strong relationship that is we've seen a lot of loss and a lot of Mm -hmm. pain and a lot of um discomfort but um there's just so much yeah to be grateful for and and to um really work at it day after day um mm-hmm. is something that well i don't know if you the- notice well i don't know if you notice a theme like to me it's like immediate that you talked about growing up and everyone sitting at the table no distractions talking to each other like kind of that same idea of listening fully yeah, fully yeah and how that incorporates into being your favorite thing about you know your chosen life partner yeah that she models the same thing i mean it's yeah she like will you know turn her head and be (laughs) like and i just know how intently she's listening and it is well yeah intently but intentionally she's really focused on on that and uh, that's she she's really pushed me and myself to be 
not only the listening piece because I feel like I am a, a good listener, but I can more, vouch for that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the strangest things about people, yeah, and it's my favorite. Thing like, about oh you. yeah, your cousins like <laughs> yeah. had that. Their nephews got a bad haircut that one time. Or, yeah, it's very uh, true. <laughs> like, jeez. Um, I believe I'm a good listener, but what Ellie's, you know, really forced me to do is be more, um, more self, you know, introspective and mm-hmm. retrospective and all the perspectives. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that intentionality. I think the listening piece is mm-hmm. so, and to be fully there. And, and I think about that with non-romantic relationships um, mm-hmm. with some of my friends that I've known since I was one or you know one and a half when we grew up on the same street together who live in LA or somewhere else in California or New York yeah yeah can just call and like it I for some reason I like have a knack for being able to call someone and knowing like it's a it takes me weeks and weeks or we haven't talked for months but I know this random Saturday at Mm -hmm. 6 p.m my time like 3 p.m your time Mm -hmm. you're gonna be chilling because he's I'm thinking specifically of Tanner um, in California. And then we just can talk for like three hours, four hours straight. That to me is like, I I mean, I could talk for a long time, but I will go for two hours asking him about this person and this person, how's this person? What's this life, you know, this life journey or, you know, new job like, and, and then he's like, wait a minute, we've been talking for two hours. What's Mm -hmm. up with you? I'm like, I know. All right. Yeah. Well, that is true. But I love that. (laughs) Yes. You Uh, are, you are really thoughtful about the details. And that's funny. That's something you and Ellie share in my opinion. So, you know, good good match. I told everyone about like, you know how she'll ask like, what'd you have for lunch and like actually care about it? I feel like you're in Uh. the same category of that kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest question. Yeah. Um, but I, I am interested if you're okay to go back a little to sure. talk about, I love and know you two very well, but, um, I know that soon I would like to ask a little bit about your proposal and engagement story. Um, that's yeah. part of why I would, was excited to kind of share that story with everybody, but I wanted to go back if you didn't mind sharing a little of your backstory, how you guys met, oh, um, yeah, sure. and you know, just snippets, I guess, of, uh how you how you got here (laughs) yeah yeah so we were at JMU so we were freshmen I think first semester of freshman year I was living in Eagle just like I I wasn't super into JMU Hmm. at that point I was thinking about possibly transferring um who knows (laughs) like again retrospectively I was like I have no it's idea. Okay. Yeah. If, if you're a college freshman and you're questioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. To push through or transfer, whatever. whatever no, for freshman year. And it wasn't it, that I wasn't happy. I think I had something else in my mind or mm-hmm. I wanted to study somewhere. I, I have no idea. But okay. I was just a boy, 18-year-old <laughs> just boy. Just a boy. And all the 18-year-old young men out there. Yeah, stick with it. Stick with it. Or And school is not for everybody as well. <laughs> In the same, so we didn't know each other at first semester, and then second semester, it's like, hey, let me, let me put myself out there. So I, I'm laughing because someone asked me like, how long have you played tennis? Because I like to play tennis, and they're like, oh, did you play in college? <laughs> <laughs> I remember second semester is like, let me try out for club. Thinking club was like, I don't know, it depends a on club, the school. yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, I tried out, never got any. <laughs> 
Like, and I wasn't, I wasn't heard about it, but I'm thought back to it. I'm like, I think I won those matches that I played. Like, why didn't I get in? <laughs> yeah, or just nothing. Just was truly ghosted from JMU oh Club God. Tennis. I was just like, you know what? Let me put myself out. Let me do some things. And there were so many organizations on mm-hmm. campus. I had already joined or- Earth Club, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, and so second semester, January, was there was this snow apocalypse. Yeah. Famous snowstorm of yeah, 2010. 2010, January. <laughs> uh, and I decided to rush APO. I guess you call it, yeah. You rush APO. It was a community service, co-ed community service fraternity. These are not the snippets. This is like a full scale. I love a deep <laughs> backstory. <laughs> so. <laughs> My life. Uh, yeah. Alpha Phi Omega, notable alumni, uh, Michelle Obama, you know, some really Come great on. folks. <laughs> you better tell them. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was leadership, fellowship, friendship, service was the big one, but <laughs> fellowship or friendship, I don't know which one it was. All the uh, APL listeners out there are cringing. Yeah, right? No, I'm it's okay. sure nobody Michelle knows. Obama is cringing. <laughs> Michelle Obama, if you're listening. <laughs> Please come on the show. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be... One day. Yeah. Please tweet at the show. <laughs> please. And Michelle Obama. And Michelle Obama. No, she's going to listen to this APO into... rant and be like, Well, you're editing all this out. Okay, what? No, you're not. <laughs> um, yeah, Alpha Phi Omega. Great organization. Ellie and I got in at the same time, this mm-hmm. pledge class. Like 15 people. It was very small. It oh. was a very selective group, which for well, better yeah, or for Michelle worse. Obama, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I mean... Say no more. Say no more <laughs> or say a lot more. Uh, she and I were in the same, Ellie and I, not Michelle, were in the same <laughs> pledge class. And so we got to be friends. You know, we were freshmen, uh, fresh people mm-hmm. after um, Rush. And then, yeah, we were just friends all throughout college. Like, mm-hmm. we're really close, but we both had, um, you know, separate uh, long term relationships with other people. Yeah, for most of college, right? For most of college and then Mm post-grad, post-undergrad grad. grad. (laughs) But we were really connected at school. And then you all did admissions, an admissions year. We did, yep. I was in Maine, like, yeah, living Mm -hmm. my lonesome, but having a great time and Mm -hmm. being able to do awesome work and be in a really awesome community. Um, So I wasn't really in contact with Ellie. Then that next year I did food core. Back to D.C. Back to D.C. That's right. So I was in Food Court, Maine, then another term, another year long service term in D.C. And that's when Ellie got into City Year, Mm -hmm. um, D.C. And I knew she was back there. We actually ran into each other at the White House, Obama White House, that is, um, on the South Lawn. Remember, because they had like AmeriCorps. I think it was the Uh, 20th anniversary of the signing of the. I just didn't know you guys were both there. Kennedy Service. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I think we were like still newly out of college. We took a picture with our Jack cards and like sent it to (laughs) Jamie. Yep. (laughs) That picture can be. We'll link that picture as well. Uh, I'm happy to do that. We'll take that YouTube (laughs) link off and put a link to our Jack cards. There's room for it all. (laughs) Uh, If you need a punch, I don't have any more. yeah, so we we saw each other there, and it was like a celebration of you know mm-hmm. uh, AmeriCorps, and then I guess it was a whole another year, honestly. Yeah, because that was September, October of mm-hmm. that year, twenty fourteen, and so I was in DC um, that whole year, and so was Ellie, and then uh, it was her birthday that next year, mm-hmm. and she randomly sent me a text or a 
Facebook I think message? it was a whole Facebook event. Oh. Well, yeah. I don't know. You might have got a personal outreach. Hey, who knows? I, um, I and sure. I wasn't with my person at the time anymore. She wasn't with hers. Didn't know that. I guess she didn't know that hmm. about me, and I didn't know that about her. So then I went to nice. this bar that was doing karaoke. Let's on shout out the place. Wonderland Ballroom. Thank yep. you. <laughs> okay. Wow. They don't do karaoke anymore, so don't go what? there on Tuesdays. Thing? I didn't know that. <laughs> She's shocked, folks. Oh my god! Um, Sorry, I'm interrupting this beautiful story. I'll take this up with Wonderland and, later. <laughs> and I showed up. I was like, I was. I had an interesting couple of months leading up to that, um, like mentally. And I was in this new job at the school that I had um, been doing a service year at, and it was a really like really toxic environment. Um, and I, well, I was like kind of coming through, like I, I gotta leave this school. Like, I was feeling like kind of, I was exhaling mm -hmm. at this point. All to say is that I was like, you know what? Let me go to this thing. I haven't seen Ellie in a long time. It'd be great to see her. And then all of our city year people were there, and I saw you there. Some I other. I was there. <laughs> Kylie was there. She has videos to prove it. <laughs> link, well, I will link, link these that videos. video. Okay, maybe okay. not. Maybe not that one. I can't wait to do the links. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I just started talking to her, and she was, we were the same as we were. It was a weird feeling because so much time had passed, but we also had so much history. Mm -hmm. And like in school, we really confided a lot, and a lot happened personally and like family wise for me, especially in during college. And I like confided in her, I remember back in the day. Um, so she knew a lot of that history, and so it was already there. Yeah. Um, and so that night, yeah, I've just kind of like reconnected and made a couple jokes about drinking hot soup because their soup of the day was like something. Like, <laughs> they do have a featured hot drink. soup, yeah. <laughs> yeah so she was like, no, I I do not like soup. PSA, she likes soup now. <laughs> um, so she said, oh, I have, I have, where's the love like on deck, Black oh, yeah. Eyed Peas. I said, I would, I would like to sing that with you. And I had a song coming up too. So I sang that. And so I think that she was like, okay, maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe he, you could he's do it. got the you know <laughs> what it takes the juice or whatever the <laughs> yeah. soup <laughs> uh, and yeah so I was like I I would like to sing that with you uh it's only black eyed peas no I'm not gonna shout up I'm shouting out the black eyed peas I'm not gonna <laughs> sh shade them at all it's a great black eyed peas song it is where's the love we sang it it was a hit it was a huge hit. It was a hit. Um, it is a hit song. It was a hit. Your performance and I would. I'd like to say they had some like kind of choreo happening. There's like a turn the other cheek part where they like take their finger and, like turn their cheek literally and look at each other like you would have thought it was a planned duet. I I know that I was like, wait, who is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> who's this guy? Why? I mean, I knew who you were, but I was I, I was uh, intrigued. Mm. that you could be a potential interest yeah i did not realize any of that was an option until i saw you performing together oh yeah well yeah, yeah and that performance uh really solidified it went viral on youtube it, it did not go viral <laughs> it can, it, it can, it can <laughs> still go viral um and then i'm doing like interviews on cnn like you don't look anything like that little boy where were we you started to date then yeah right? well then it was two days before 
um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we both block that. Yeah. Out. <laughs> Thanksgiving. There's a whole. I could go into this whole thing. My mom was gonna pick me up from the bar because she was in D.C. like at my grandma's and she was taking me back to Richmond. <laughs> and then I was like, "Can you just hold off a second? Like I'm gonna." And my mom's a night owl, so she's like, "Whatever. Yeah, we can leave at 1 a.m. <laughs> Love you, ma." Um, and then, yeah, we went to Richmond, and I like. It was a very not love at first sight thing, but it was more like, wow, yeah, this is something I, I want to like everyone knew. This. Yeah. Well, you knew more <laughs> Everybody except for uh, Ellie. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> she came around. She came around. She did. Took her a couple months. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then we were dating. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah, I like Correct. that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so thank you for telling it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And I have always thought you two have a very thoughtful relationship. Um, and if, I mean, if it's okay. I think I'm going out of order, but I would. I would love to talk about the engagement. I would love to know your thought process, you know, fast forwarding to the time where you knew, you know, where you you two had talked and kind of realized you're at a place where it was kind of a forever thing and that you thought about that together and how you planned. I know that your proposal and the engagement was very intentional start to finish. I know. Actually, that part of your question was about like, how did you? When did you guys start? Yeah. Talking you about you started. To, yeah. Because you kind of talked together, right? Yeah, it was very like organic, for lack of a better term, kind of process where we, yeah, we knew it was. Um, we had moved in together. Mm-hmm. I guess almost two years ago, like a year and a half ago, and we knew before that like we're not going to move in together unless it's something. And I, I stop to think about it maybe once for like a half a second but i you know there was just some things you know and i've there was it wasn't a question for me as to mm-hmm. whether or not we would end up together and you know be together forever and whatever that looked like so we moved in together in march and i think the conversation you know we had friends weddings and obviously there are some societal pressures and i i really think we did a good job not letting those pressures yeah. affect us and i one of her best friends got engaged and we were really happy or we knew that it was happening or it was mm-hmm. imminent and you know the uh fiance had talked to us and told us and you know all this stuff and ellie needed some time to like not cool down but we we went on a walk and we needed to reflect and be more present as far as where we were and like staying in our lane and being in the lane that we you know want to be in um <laughs> so many as though not metaphors. i want to make sure i understand not feeling like you had to get engaged right away as well or along that timeline or that you were thinking about it but you wanted to give it some space that's a good question i think it was more and i'm not trying to poke her on this but she is someone that really likes to have control or you know know what's happening and when it's happening at Mm -hmm. what time and be planful Mm -hmm. whereas i'm really to um, the fault sometimes go with the flow Uh, it's very complimentary mm -hmm. but i know it causes yeah, and a you and I are very harder. similar. Yeah. <laughs> we we <laughs> and, are. Right. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Ellie for yeah. being patient. For working with us. For working with us. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, it definitely was a conversation about like, when is the right time for us? Mm. How do we want to do it? And we're very, like, very much not trying to be traditional. And Yeah. You know, I think well, I... what do you mean by that? I understand, but... Yeah, you know, she was kind of in this place. I was like, well, I don't... Who's going to propose to who as a joke or as like not as a, I'm sorry not as a joke but more of like <laughs> kind of being like I guess throwing 
this hat out there and she kind of was like it made her really think like oh gosh yeah we blah 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 we want to you know be really um intentional and be very uh you know it's a partnership but we're not mm-hmm. and me too I wasn't like I'm the man I need you know in this heteronormative relationship that I need to do these societal things yeah. that are like, expected I have of me to be the one to exactly yeah but a part of, so a part of that was I also wanted to do that I wanted to be that person to plan this to to have a ring and I also you know had a ring mm-hmm. ready for when we got engaged for you uh, for me mm-hmm. to wear on my other hand my right hand mm-hmm. um he's wearing it now I'm wearing it now <laughs> I can verify this story <laughs> <laughs> uh so I I had been very planful about this and had I had thought about it like years before and really? I think about just knowing like that's what I wanted to do but knowing that we were we were not trying to do that like down on one not no shade to people that do but I think we were in this place where we really wanted this equal partnership and Mm -hmm. and um to ask each other and um she was kind of didn't know with me like kind of joking or being goofy as you would call it (laughs) uh is if I was like serious or would Mm -hmm. plan something and would ask her versus like vice versa or ask asking each other in the same kind of breath but yeah I think in these moments we had to just take stock of what we had and mm-hmm. what the like the relationship we had and the things that were going on in our lives I think I'm planful and the I was like hey we're moving in together like mm-hmm. you know we're newish jobs we're trying you know build ourselves professionally we're like young professionals there's no rush there's not we don't need to do this and then people on the other hand were like well what you know if we were saying what's there's no rush what's Mm -hmm. the rush and then people are like well why not you know Mm. why not just do it and you're like well um it was just like a weird it was a such a funny headspace that people Mm -hmm. society put uh, put you in or put people in in that situation if you decide that you know marriage is what you desire it is a funny thing because there's so many everyone has like, their own perspective yeah on it. and there's yeah. so many playbooks out there for it and you're like not trying to follow a playbook but you're kind of looking to other people's playbook and being like yeah well i like that but i don't want to yeah run that defense i don't know why i'm making no no, sports no. <laughs> football <running>. analogies <laughs> well it's okay i'm actually but, i'm excited because i was thinking i was worried that i was skipping around in my head but um i want to know specifically if you can speak to I like to ask people, how do you like to give love to other yeah. people and how do you like to receive it? And as you're kind of talking about all of these thoughtful conversations you're having, I'm wondering that combined with thinking about, you know, you're saying you knew that you wanted to be the one, if you could, you know, if you're both on the same page, uh, to be the one to propose and to kind of plan that out. And I would love to know, you know, when you think about what is naturally your way of giving love or showing love to someone, how that kind of came out in your planning of a proposal. Yeah. Great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are we talking about how love language? I, I mean, how you give, what is the most natural what, way for you to show love? To to show someone love. Okay. Else? Yeah. And we can circle back to receive. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Showing love. I, Think well, and I think it's similar to my own what I you know receive best is, mm-hmm. but is a- acts of service. Yeah. What are the other? Ones? But quality time for sure. Mm-hmm. Acts of service. A and words gift of giving. affirmation, gift gifting, and yeah. physical touch. Okay, so words of affirmation. Yeah. Well, I think it's more 
my what and what I believe, you know, Ellie, she, I think we all can ascribe to almost all of them. Yeah. But what's most point. natural is what I would guess. Yeah. Or. For, for me to give, um, would be, I think acts of service or gift giving, mm-hmm. um, which I guess could be similar, but mm-hmm. acts of service, gift giving, or, um, quality time. Mm-hmm. And with that, like, yeah, my <laughs> speaking about like going back to food and like yeah. cooking and, mm-hmm. and that sort of, um, I guess, I mean, because it's an act of service, it's gift giving. I think so. It's quality time. It's all of the things. Not physical touch, but it's, I mean, you're eating, so I guess that's physical. <laughs> you're in very close proximity to one <laughs> To all of them. To all Pass of them. the chicken. Pass the chicken. <laughs> I don't only make chicken. Okay? Sorry, sorry. But he makes good chicken. I would like to say he could. Sure, You sure, make sure. good food. Great. As do you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think with that was um, the acts of service. I knew what Ellie wanted. I knew these things for, like I said, for years. I was thinking about, well, the ring specifically, like, yeah, not, you know, blowing a bunch of money just because, and it's mm-hmm. this thing, and it's a diamond from blah, blah, You know, mine was, like, finding, and, of course, like, friends of ours, like, rolled their eyes, but also were like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> uh, but finding something that was, like, this, I found this really awesome woman-owned, mm-hmm. like, reclaimed, repurposed metals and stones and mm-hmm. diamonds but also other stones jeweler out of philly and mm-hmm. um but they you know sell out of this woman-owned jewelry store in dc mm-hmm. and what's it I, called barrio neil okay yeah they're cool they're cool people <laughs> but um yeah I, I like so there were certain like guidelines i knew those were things that i believed were like carried meaning and carried weight because we didn't have like grandma or whomever's yeah. ring and passed down above and i think we really wanted something that was attuned to us and yes and wasn't like yeah going to jared no offense sorry okay. um, you're telling your story today <laughs> i know or one of you know one of those places i just felt like this is something that's really important to us and whether or not it's important to other people is you know not is is kind of a moot thing because in those moments it was more like not trying to buck the stereotypes it was more just like this is what is meaningful to us this is what's yeah. meaningful to ellie this is like how she's gonna i know that she's gonna receive this in a way yeah. that she knows that i took the time and like mm-hmm. thought was thoughtful and researched for myself and researched like where i'd like to spend my or our money on and and you know support these businesses and then also like yeah have it be special and have it be different and have it be you know specifically for us um yeah and it is beautiful i love it what oh the the ring ring. (laughs) the ring specifically got it got it it. yeah the Uh, ring is beautiful and it's not like one i've seen before yeah yeah i think about that time where a couple of friends were getting engaged and ellie was kind of in her planfulness kind of like kicked in where she thought i or i wasn't being um Oh, I remember. Like, what's <laughs> even the word? I, you know, just like dutiful enough or thinking that I had thought about anything. And mm-hmm. I guess my... You were trying to be so sneaky. Yeah. And also like just deflect, deflect, deflect yeah. and just be like, oh, yeah, oh maybe well, And one... correct me if I'm wrong. You decided on a window, so to speak. Sure. Yeah. A proposal time frame. That sure, was your compromise. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to say. That is an important uh, thing. I know. She's of how you like... met each other in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. She needed some sort of... And it's funny to say that because... And now when people talk to us or people who are in that position or 
don't want to get married or don't want to ever get engaged or, you know, it is really on your own timeline is what you want to do. And, and thinking back, I feel like that's why I think Ellie's going to roll her eyes when she listens to this. (laughs) She, yeah, is so planful and, and kind of wants to be in the know. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's never, she and like a lot, a couple of her really close friends from college, like do these like surprises and show up at each other's doors and mm-hmm. New York or wherever. Um, and she's never been on that receiving, receiving end, end of that. So I was like, I know this is going to be a great, but be like so stressful for her yeah. in the lead up to it. Yeah. So with the like, yeah, I, to, to Kylie's point to compromise, I kind of just said, Hey, it's going to be, I don't even remember. What I, I do. I remember specifically. Okay, take yeah. it away. <laughs> well, and I, and I truly think it was a, you met each other. You wanted to have some fluidity to be able to, to, for it to still be a surprise for it to be whatever. But you know, it was helpful. I think I don't want to speak for Ellie and I, know, but I think to have some understanding. So I, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, it was, uh, you told her somewhere between April and August or April and July or something. Right. It was like this window of a few months you had already i think decided on march <laughs> like yeah. like right before that but window before, right yeah right before the window it was like around labor day we had this discussion <laughs> yeah last year i guess it was last year and we kind of just kicked it i think mm-hmm. we got in i was like i know i know what i want to do for a ring like i know that i would like to do this and she's like okay i just needed to hear that and then mm-hmm. we said like it'll be next year mm-hmm. and then i think that was September, and then December was like, yeah. well, when next? You know, then she, yeah. we kind of like went out one night, came home, and she was like, well, when next year? And then I just yeah. made up that I was like, spring. And she's like, well, what? You know, mm-hmm. I was like, well, spring is the equinox, March twenty first yeah. to yeah. <laughs> summer. Well, I mean, and, and I did on March sixteenth. So. You did, yeah. Tried well, to. you had already. That's what is funny is you had already been planning. I remember because I know. I mean, Abby died in december mm-hmm. um and i remember you know around new year's like that was such a wild time yep. we did the new year's in the outer banks you all came but then her sister had her baby, baby yeah. eve came but eve. i just i just remember so many really like emotionally heightened things oh were happening God, like yeah. you you two had endured a lot and you you know you were my support system but i wasn't the only one i think you all had really been there for a lot of people and so much was happening and mm-hmm. so i don't know when during i don't know if it, i think it was around that time but because i know you are you were talking to her parents shortly after all of that stuff and i i know you were making all those plans but i just feel like it had to be difficult to navigate i don't know you two are both so good at being present and not making it about yourselves, but you're still trying to move your own life forward as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, and I look back at it too. It was so much was going on, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had, it It was kind of in the back of my mind and this is kind of how I plan stuff it's in the back <laughs> of my mind. And I have kind of like the outline. Yeah. Definitely not written down. Definitely <laughs> not. It's a mind map. <laughs> yeah. Like really thought out, but then everything happened. And I knew, you know, and I'd given the window and I had already like done research about rings and like certain specific um, items. But yeah, it was really after New Year's and then the baby. And then it was like, I went back to work and I was like, this, I got to start getting. And I knew I actually had this minor surgery like in two weeks in January where I was going to be like bedridden for a couple days or a week or something. And uh, that's what I'm talking about. Such a small deflection of like, yeah. And by the way, I had to get like surgery get or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
links to those pictures are in them now. Um, yeah, yeah, so I knew like stuff was happening. I was like, let me just, and I'm just like, I'll do yep. it. Book an Airbnb, get the ring, and you did. call the parents, call my parents, like all this stuff in like a day and a half. Yeah. And that's just kind of my MO, always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of let all the, not the chips fall, but then mm-hmm. I knew I had, I had to reach out to everybody, all the, well, you know, please, if you don't mind, I would love for you to describe what was the day. Sure. Because no one else knows yet. Very early January, like I said, got all that stuff, got everybody on the calendar, like gave me their Who's dates. everyone? Why? It, like I said, Ellie, her really close ladies um, from college mm-hmm. who like they're the best friends and her best friend from home, Amy, mm-hmm. who got a shout out in the first one. Hey. Amy Thinwell came and and then I just kind of left it to a couple of my like oldest, closest friends, yep. um, which I could have invited, you yeah. know, 10 more or whatever. But yeah. it really was like I wanted it to be intimate but also feel like this big surprise and this like really Mm -hmm. um important moment and i just like i i really it's funny because when it it happened and i texted everybody and i texted um you know the people um and i you know texted you separately from her Mm -hmm. good college friends and got the dates and like just didn't think twice which is again my mo yeah certain situations um and then later i was like oh dang it's okay. <laughs> i didn't think about like i was like oh family fr- yeah. you know other folks yeah. and i think it got it and then my head kind of ballooned to like oh no i need to get these people and these people are yeah. going to be upset and and then i was like you know what like my instinct at the beginning yep was the instinct to go with yeah. and and like i said her people like that group has done this for each other and showed up and in many ways um and everybody you know without hesitation was like of course of course of course yeah um you know one of my best friends tanner flew in from california overnight like just in i mean an insanely incredible group of people um and there's so many others in our life that are just as incredible um but that day was just i knew that was going to be like the party and I, I was trying to go through my emails earlier today. <laughs> Didn't end up getting there. But um, when I was sending like these first long emails. Oh, they were wonderful. They were very from Nick detailed. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Um, about the, you know, everything that was going to happen that evening. But I wasn't sure how the actual proposal was going to go because I mm. knew I wanted it. Emma, who's one of my best friends, who's a photographer, didn't know if I wanted her, you know, if we were going to have her be there there to do you know in the woods or wherever we were gonna go um to take pictures but it kind of again organically was just like Mm -hmm. no i really want this to be just for us and be like a special moment where it's just ellie and i and um yeah no pictures no it's not like a it wasn't an event. A, yeah, play. Yeah, that was private for you. Right, two. exactly. That's my favorite thing about it. Yeah. So you two went on a hike. Right. Yeah. Um, and had you know and had a an, a very thoughtfully planned day and time together. Yeah. And then you planned this separate follow up, almost knowing. I mean, I I hope it's okay for me to say almost knowing that. Ellie especially is very connected to her humans and just as much as she would want that private moment with you for that moment to then also be able to celebrate with 
her people right after and for you to be able to have the opportunity to celebrate with your people right after i i just found so much beauty as an observer to see that you were able to honor those things that you both love like yeah. and you both are extroverted and i think that that's like so you get your energy from people as well yeah not to say that you don't like the you know so you have the quality time and you have the thoughtfulness together and then you have this moment where all of your favorite people are there i just i found that to be so thoughtful to both of you yeah and and there are there were more details I, and i would love i don't know i don't want to skip around too much but i'd love for you to talk about the food again because you've brought that up <laughs> multiple times and it was such a thoughtful yeah. part too so i don't know i and i think there was chicken there but I there didn't was make it. amazing chicken <laughs> that was shout out to colin shout out to colin, colin for the cooks amazing at chicken. Colin cooks. yeah it was a couple days before i was like hey let's go on a hike this weekend like i don't have to work this event anymore very you too yeah mm-hmm. she, and but i think she kind of thought because I was like, no, I want to figure it out. I basically said, I'm going to figure out the exact hike because yeah. we usually like go back and forth like while we're in the car <laughs> driving 66. Like, no, this, we want like seven mile hike with this. And like, <laughs> she's like, these views don't look good enough. I'm like, all right. So I said, I'm going to take care of it. And she kind of was like a little weary of, or like kind of questioned that. But yeah. the morning was just so great. We got, you know, coffee and like a breakfast sandwich at our our favorite spots um before we go out of town and and um she yeah we were just having like a very uh, introspective like um conversation about our future and, and life together and i can't remember specifics and um probably for the best but <laughs> yeah it was a very and our, we now like traveled those roads and like i remember certain like conversations we had um as we were going to this random hike in george washington national forest um yeah but did it there in on this hike we had kind of gotten lost the trail wasn't what it was supposed to be (laughs) so i was like all right let's go 10 more minutes and turn around and ellie thought she was like i thought it was coming but i thought we were gonna go on the top of the mountain and do it it ended up being perfect because it wasn't like not offense to cliches or you know cliches for a reason but i was like it's i'm not okay. gonna be on top of a mountain and <laughs> it ended up being perfect because it was like this nice stream like in the woods in the valley like the light was really nice and i pretended to like stub my toe and i was like All right, can we just sit <laughs> on this log for a second and master of deception yeah right Jeez, it was not smooth at all um I think you still surprised her though. I believe so I it did. Must have yeah. Been smooth. Yeah. <laughs> smooth enough. And then we had to walk down the rest. Um yeah, and then like FaceTimed our parents and siblings and um she was like, oh, "Can I face I need a FaceTime X or Y?" I was like, "No, like let's just wait till we get to this Airbnb." <laughs> I told her we got <laughs> Yeah, I told her we got this like small Airbnb and we're going to go downtown Harrisonburg and let's just wait like maybe a friend will come down to Harrisonburg and um mm-hmm. I think she was just kind of in shock. She didn't. Yeah. So yeah. Then when we pulled up to the place, like it's like, oh yeah, it's a small place. We gotta like check in at this house, mm-hmm. and then everybody was there. Yeah. Lo and behold, the cabin was for everybody. The cabin was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sixteen, seventeen people, or whomever. However yeah. many. And to paint a little picture. Sure. Ellie is frozen <laughs> in the doorway, and all of her best friends and your best friends are lined up, and she like leaves and yeah. like goes back goes outside because she's so overwhelmed yeah. and emma's joy. taking pictures and has to like jump out of the window basically to get yeah. pictures but i just thought that captured so well how how perfectly thoughtful it was you know what i mean yeah For she's her good to, at reaction she's yeah. a great reaction well and i think they're authentic 
I think she was so overwhelmed by how thoughtful, how loving, how, you know, I don't want to speak for her, but I, I mean, you could see it being there. I could feel it, Yeah. you know, and that's why I asked you to talk about it because I just think every step of the way, it was very thoughtful and it honored both of you really beautifully. Yeah. Hey. Thanks. I know. <laughs> yeah, if I could say that. If, yeah, of course. <laughs> and yeah, I know that we could talk about all the details. Sure. I want to give a shout out to the meal. Yeah, the meal was Because great. that was, I think, true to you. Yeah, that was what I I really wanted. This house that... <laughs> I remember emailing the woman like, is this table big enough for right. 18 people or whatever it right. was? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and she was super nice. I didn't get to meet her, but... Um, oh, yeah, she was great. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But that was my big thing was like, I wanted to sit, have a meal, drink, wine, eat. Uh, And my, you know, one of my best friends is from New York and he's a cook, Mm -hmm. uh, a professional cook, but now he sells wine. Um, But he, uh, yeah, they went to the store, like got all this awesome stuff. I think Farmer's Market, Harrisonburg Farmer's Market. Yeah, Harrisonburg Farmer's Market. (laughs) We kind of like created a menu and I made these like menu cards at work. They were amazing. Worked for a caterer. So I like had... I, that's why I like brought glassware and yeah. plates and stuff because the woman's like, we have enough plates. I was like, no. <laughs> but also we didn't have to do the dishes. You yeah, know, we just put it great. in the crate in the plastic bag. But um, yeah. yeah, it the meal that was perfect. Like we were outside and drank a lot of <laughs> things, uh, sparkling wine, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, had yeah. a great meal like all together, and we're all you know in the same place like yeah. not. You know, it felt like a pre-wedding event. It, it was. was so it sweet. was it very much felt like a small wedding. Um, I know. It, I think Ellie actually said, "Can we get this married?" Is it. Here? Yeah. No, she was like, "This is." Yeah, it. we're done. We're done. Yeah, she said, "Can we get married here?" Yeah, like, uh, you have a big There's, family, right? Yeah. You're actually missing some key players, but yeah. it's okay. You're missing a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was a really great time, and that was, and we sang karaoke that night. But, oh, yeah. um in true Nick and Ellie fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was that was that and it was very hard to like it was a very high high and then we talk about like going back to work on monday was like what <laughs> yeah. the hell what do you do i know i was yeah. in the same boat yeah and you had been traveling yeah yeah <laughs> i know it was the my, end of your spring break too, yeah right? my cover story was that i was in new york and i was and i posted a picture that morning like in central park so ellie would think i was in central park and literally she looked at me and was like you're in new york (laughs) right Um, yeah yeah everyone did a great job but yeah i wanted to give that a special shout out because i just felt like it it really did encompass a lot of really thoughtfulness for everyone involved i think you honored yourself in it and you honored ellie really well yeah and your community i that's a core theme for me anytime i think of anything that you do it's you're very community based in the way that you live and i just see that theme a lot and I can't help but continuously tie it back to how you talked about how you grew up and just the idea of like sitting around a table and being in community together and how that yeah. sh- has shown up a bit. I don't even know if it's on purpose, but I I just have noticed that a little bit with you. Um, but I know I could talk about all of no, too, <laughs> all of it too, forever. Um, I also want to talk to you about challenges a little bit, if that's okay. A lot of what we talk about are the ways we nourish relationships, right? Um, but even the strongest relationships we know there are always challenges. So I don't know if you want to identify challenges you have experienced when it comes to relationships. And this does not have to be along the same lines. I know we've talked about you and Ellie a lot, but we can talk about any, you know, anything. What challenges you when it comes to relationships? Um, 
And have you specifically encountered anything, you know, that you'd like to speak to? Yeah, I think, um, and I think you and Lauren or somebody spoke about, but just the vulnerability piece, like trying to, um, I think, and I figured this out more in college, like that I was more like keen on being vulnerable or like speaking my truths and speaking about like, um, things in my life or family issues or whatever with people that I didn't really, that didn't have a vested interest in my life as Mm -hmm. much as like people that I grew up with or people, you know, romantic partners or whomever, like who were my closest people. I kind of shielded them or like, um, didn't open myself up as much. It was like, it was very, it was a kind of a, you know, the antithesis of what you should be doing. Um, (laughs) So I I felt like that has always been a thing of mine. Like I need to, um, especially with my closest people, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I've said, people that I've grown up with and known since I was like one or two, like you sometimes don't know the m- deepest parts of me, which is just a funny thing to think about. Um, mm-hmm. And especially with family stuff. And, and I think that because like I grew up in a household where my, my father was bipolar, my sister we think now or she, she and I believe, but she isn't actually bipolar. Um, she was, but she was on a lot of, um, you know, antidepressants, mm-hmm. all these different regimens. And my mother too struggled with, um, depression and anxiety. And, and I had this, you know, really community oriented upbringing and a lot of my, you know, closest friends on the street who I'm, you know, still best friends with now, their parents are like, basically my parents as well you know they Mm -hmm. really raised me and I spent lots of time with them and still do as an adult um so I really like when they're like hey how's everything how's your mom how's you know and they lived a couple doors down and now that everybody's spread out I still find myself kind of like sugarcoating things and being like you know cutting around the edges and and making it kind of softer um to the people that i who are the closest to me and who care about me the most and who, who I care about the most. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's like a protection thing or just. And protecting who? Keep it. That's a great question. I'm curious. I don't know the answer. Uh, protecting them, I guess. I feel like I feel as though I can weather these things myself or Mm. go to, you know, therapists or like a third party who doesn't have as much as a you know a friend that I don't yeah. see that often and we get beers and talk about family stuff or like someone I randomly play tennis with that you know people that don't have as vested interest in my day-to-day or just like my emotional well-being mm-hmm. and not to say that they don't and I yeah. love those people as they are but mm-hmm. um I kind of just protect my closest people from mm the harder parts and and try to like not always keep it light but keep it real and also i guess not too real to me yeah it's interesting and i i feel like we could spend time there um i think about it a lot because i have always struggled with just feeling like it's too heavy for other people like not wanting everyone to have to carry the weight of Mm -hmm. it so i mean and but in transparency sometimes i find comfort in our connection because i think i can I don't I can tell when people can yeah carry it right and and that's not to say other people can't but I get so nervous about what it could look like that I'm specific myself with uh 
you know, who I'm able to kind of say, this is something heavier or darker or whatever, you know, like, and I don't know if you can speak to that a little bit or if that resonates at all. Um, but that's just something that came into my mind was just thinking about the weight of some of the things that we navigate as people and how we don't know how, how heavy it is for another person or if, if they can hold it with us or if we want them to hold it with us. Cause like you said, it's like a, you're almost protecting them from having to feel the weight of it. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's that feeling yeah, of not wanting to be a burden, but more like, well, I think that's a huge piece and just not, um, it's not about even yeah being vulnerable or showing my, not weaknesses, but showing these like, yeah, these vulnerabilities showing these, this like anger or like emotions that aren't, you know, generally socially the best, I guess. I don't know how to phrase that, yeah. but, um, yeah, for me, it has been a challenge to like be super open and honest with the people closest. And I think Ellie for sure, you know, going back to to that relationship has pushed me a lot in that direction. But I find myself and she pushes me to be like that in my other relationships and other friendships. Yeah. And I'm not, and I feel like I've done it for so long that people, you know, don't know when my dad, you know, passed away a couple weeks ago. um, I think people, who were the closest to me had the hardest time reaching out and maybe I can't speak for them, but like, I think they just didn't, you know, knowing me and the way I've, um, sort of, I'm so good at compartmentalizing stuff Mm -hmm. and being like, no, I'm happy now. So I'm not gonna do, you're not really, it's not about emotions more like this, this situation did happen. I've been able to grieve and think about it at this time. But right now I need to think about X, situation that's coming up or whatever and I think and you um, mean this is how you've been in the past this is how I've been in the past and it definitely um I was more um aware of it in this last you know bit with with my dad's passing and um seeing or kind of feeling that energy from some of my closest people that they didn't you know they were it was like I could tell they were walking on eggshells and I know that feeling of being in their shoes Mm -hmm. and I definitely don't want that for them Mm -hmm. and in the same breath I'm just like it's it is still hard for me to um be that vulnerable and be um you know feel like they're carrying this burden and be like I, wow Nick I can't believe you're angry and you know you're pissed at your dad or your mm. ex or your Y like that to me it's also like not to show yeah to kind of shield people from these negative emotions that maybe they don't you know they know me very well but they don't see very often and I don't exhibit those or feel those super often but yeah. when I do it's like very heavy and, and I guess I just feel yeah, like I don't want to um, to burden them with that, I guess. Yeah, well, and I don't know if this is okay to ask. I, I think my knowledge is that, you know, you had a, a complex relationship with your dad. And I mm-hmm. when you were talking earlier about protecting people from some of the details, I don't know. I don't know how much a lot of people in your world knew about your relationship mm-hmm. and how that informed maybe supporting you. You know, one of the questions we didn't go back to was... Um, like how you prefer to receive love and support Uh, and that's what I'm thinking about now is um it one 
do you feel like people understood or knew the complexity of your relationship and especially in the in the last year or so what Mm -hmm. it's looked like for you um and do you feel like people know how to support you or what what you prefer yeah I think no that's a great question I think it's very it's it's ever evolving I feel yeah I think um and people who are closest to me definitely know snippets of um you know my father yeah suffered from bipolar disorder I get you know manic depression and there were a lot of ups and downs um and it was I didn't live in an unsafe environment but there were things that you know I do go back and think about like that is not something that I would ever want to put my child in the situation or I would you know there's like a lot of anger and some resentment but more like it was um there was some like pretty tragic times and um Mm -hmm. I guess I I think I'm not sure if I'm answering your question but I I I think you know um my the way I receive love is like this like I said quality time and acts of service I you know obviously really appreciated people reaching out and time is such a huge and I know you've talked about this previously Mm -hmm. just like time being such a big um like factor of love and of mm-hmm. like being able to give your time and it's so I mean time is just so valuable in general and yeah and to um like when I said I had like a two-hour conversation with a friend like yeah um yeah I I think um I value that so much more now and mm-hmm. I was it was a shock when my dad passed but we were kind of ready for it um didn't know it was gonna happen the way it did but like Mm -hmm. I you know in those months leading up just in general I was kind of reflecting on my relationship with my dad and um you know my therapist was like you know write a letter and Mm. don't send it and blah 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 (laughs) which I never did (laughs) which now I'm kind of now doing but I also feel and this we haven't had the service yet so the service is after Thanksgiving but um I just yeah I feel like in this funny place that also we know we're young and like we have mm-hmm. weddings and we have friends you know I want to be there and my thing is like active service and being there and give it like showing up for people yeah. um and that's what I feel like you know my friends do for me and my people do for me as mm-hmm. well um but yeah I think I you know moving forward and this experience has really taught me to to be more open and to be more like show those passionate emotions with yeah. people that aren't like almost complete strangers which I'm used to yeah. doing you know <laughs> I Just, know and I yeah. think you do it well and that's the thing is I don't I don't know that there's a right way to do any of it you know I know that there are a lot of people who love you and want to care for you I put myself in that category and it helps yeah. to get to to know you and that's why that's why I like to ask the question like it's always easier for people to answer how how do you prefer what's natural for you to give love rather than receiving sometimes it's hard to answer it actually seems like you have a good understanding of how you like to receive love but that may not always be yeah like you said quality time but and that might not always be having like the conversation where you say every single right yeah Yeah. you know so it could look differently even within that broader category um yeah you know and my, I, you know, I'm empathetic beyond measure. And I, of course, I've been thinking about you 
a lot over the last couple weeks especially um and i appreciate you sharing some of that Mm. um but i i don't know how do you feel you're kind of in this process now as people are still trying to love on you or support you Mm. um i don't know if you can speak to does it feel different to be able to accept those things um or do you feel like it's kind of similar to how it's always been for you yeah that's a great question i i think it's been sim yeah i I mean kind of both (laughs) i think um yeah i think about yeah like the acts of service and and thinking Mm -hmm. about people that may or may not be at the service like just you Mm -hmm. know knowing like Ellie's parents are coming down from and I I almost wish I didn't know that but I'm kind of glad I do Mm -hmm. thinking about just like yeah I've been in that situation where I've been that person and needing to show up not needing but like yeah having that compulsion to you've done it for me yeah (laughs) done it for you but also um yeah yeah and um (laughs) I've been to way too many funerals but recently yeah um but I I guess yeah it it I guess I'm just still in it so I'm not sure like being able and we had so many things back to back after my dad passed that we kept kind of on the book kind of still did and went out of town like three weekends in a row and this was the first weekend we've kind of been chill and so I haven't really let my body or brain rest and I think Mm. it's just going to be telling you know these next couple weeks how how I cope or receive love or you know reach out to people i think you know now i started writing a list of like people i just need to check back in with mm-hmm. we either like left me messages or called multiple times yeah. and even and ellie said like you know you don't have to call these people back you don't have, yeah. it's not about have to it's just like yeah. i feel like you know i was i am very grateful for these people and many people um mm-hmm. and i do want to show that continue to show that um, and be more open, like, yeah. so people aren't <laughs> blind. I'm like, oh, wow, Nick. And then, because a friend of mine, my old supervisor actually um, asked me, you know, he's like, I'm so sorry that this happened. He's older, you know, he's like 45 mm-hmm. and has two young kids. And he has an interesting relationship with his dad who kind of has like some, um, oh, he says ADD and like some s- sort of different mental um, capacities. And my, he's like, what was your relation? What is your relationship with your dad? like what kind of question is that it's like and I was driving when he called and I didn't really know how to answer that but he I think I'm gonna meet with him next week I think mm. it's more this like being able to reflect with people who didn't know like they don't know what my relationship was like and so to be able to be mm-hmm. more open with people who are I am close with um mm-hmm. and yeah be honest I kind of appreciate that. I, a lot of what you've been saying is you find some comfort in talking to some people who are a little bit removed mm-hmm. um, and, you know, your people. And it's funny. I actually brought that up when I was talking about Lauren, who was on the second episode, mm-hmm. that it's strange, but we became friends, friendly when Abby was sick. Um, but it was very casual, I'd say. And right after Abby died, I actually remember a lot of people reaching out and I was like complete turtle in my shell like only four people that I would see you and Ellie being some of them but I remember we made plans and I found a little bit more comfort in seeing her at the time because she wasn't in the inner circle it's it's so funny because 
at first as you were talking, I thought, oh, that's interesting, like as a different thought. And then as you kind of kept going, I realized I actually <laughs> function similarly. It's, hey, yeah, it's yeah. actually familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, all to say, shout out to all the humans because you never know what you'll need. And I think just the fact that you can lean into whatever it is, that is powerful, yeah, you know, because yeah. that's like knowing yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just wanted to take a moment of appreciation because I was thinking about how I actually do relate to that. So thanks. Mm. <laughs> of course. I got a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, we are very similar. Yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> um, so I know that we've kind of been chatting for a while. Yeah. I kind of wanted to... Yeah, there's some, you know, I like to ask this one question about like inspiration or, you know, I love media. We talk about TV and and movies all the time and I, it doesn't necessarily have to be this, but I like to ask like, where do you get inspiration for the way you're in community with people? Some, I ask it in relation to sometimes I see like characters or people on shows and dynamics and it kind of gives me some source of inspiration and that doesn't necessarily need to be the case for you um but do you see any relationships that kind of remind you or people or characters that remind mm. you of yourself um or kind of the relationships the way you like to model relationships with other people do you have any i don't know oh, anything geez, that yeah. comes to your mind I, I feel like i knew this question was coming yeah and I'm still i'm not prepared <laughs> it's <for> okay it. <laughs> who would you say what is well, it depends on the dynamic. Yeah, it depends the, on the relationship. The dynamic, the yeah. day, the season. <laughs> it depends on everything, yeah. Um, so many extraneous factors. I, that's a great, and, it, and media specifically. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Some, some people I think model them off of relationships or dynamics they've seen in their lives, like other people. Yeah. But, you know, we talked a lot about you and Ellie, your relationship. You all are so thoughtful about so many things. I don't know if that, if any of those pieces are inspired by something else. Or if that yeah. really came from you two, you know, as a Well, yeah, for sure. I think what, you know, our upbringings or our, mm-hmm. like, communities we've cultivated or, you know, created over our um, lifetimes. But, I yeah, I'm not sure media specifically. It's okay. I mean, we talk about this and we talk, if there's bad acting, I will <laughs> cut it off. Um, no, but I, yeah, and I actually to go back to my old supervisor from Food Corps, I think, He's older and married, and he's, like, one of the best. He was, like, D.C. teacher, history teacher of the year. Like, mm-hmm. the way he interacted with his students and then being able to, like, come to his home and cook dinner and, you know, be mm-hmm. with his kids and his and his wife and family. Like, I think, um, yeah, I think I see those behaviors modeled certain people in my life, and I like to, like, pick off little things or think about like, Oh, what would this person do? What would this person do? Um, but it is, I feel like I do. Yeah. Almost to like a a fault, like kind of don't think about Mm -hmm. those extreme. And I like almost don't think, and I'll say whatever's come to my mind at first or kind of just, um, you know, not spontaneity, but like be very, uh, maybe not super thoughtful, in not a bad way, but just kind of do things without um, thinking. And and some of those things I get from other people, mm-hmm. seeing people do that and just knowing that like the kindness is there at the, mm-hmm. the base of it um, and the relationships they have with, you know, whether it's somebody, a stranger on the street or mm-hmm. a student or, you know, a young kid. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I also learned that through food court and, and yeah. I didn't have any relationship with 
children or um, yeah. educators and in a way that like I think a lot of educators I really um, began to see how their behavior how how students are you know see that and that modeled behavior is kind of um, taken on and I feel like I've I would love I just love educators so much and, and love um, to kind of take some of those attributes too. Yeah. So your inspiration comes from real people. Yeah. Real people. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and mine does too. Yeah. 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 It's a blend. I think the inspiration can be, yeah, from anywhere. I appreciate that. And I knew going in you, the way you approach a lot of things is unique to you. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't think of you and think of like some character on TV. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's very, you're yeah. a very real person. And I think that's refreshing. So one other note on that <laughs> kind of related sure. is, is there anything you're reading, watching, listening to that you would uh, recommend that just kind of matches your style? Oh, dang. Um, <laughs> well, Kylie <laughs> As people have gotten to know you. <laughs> Kylie's gift giving abilities. Oh, shoot. <laughs> gave me a new Ta-Nehisi Coates novel. Isn't um, it? I actually said on the first episode, I'm horrible at gift giving. So that was oh, nice of you to say. Oh, that was a very, very thoughtful gift. Um, yeah. So I haven't read that yet, <laughs> but maybe, but Ta-Nehisi, you know, he's got a pretty great track record. Yeah. What did we, Ellie and I actually recently watched Fleabag, which is. Hilarious! It it's Killing Eve, the same woman. She's one of the creators oh, of Killing Eve. Cool. I don't know Phoebe something. Um, was hilarious. I mean, it was very um, irreverent in like my style of yeah. humor, um, but just really like yeah, funny and dark, but also yeah. very like <laughs> um, there was just like a love and like a family dynamic there that I can get behind and just I think yeah, anything with like a uh, I feel like that new Shia LaBeouf movie, although I haven't seen it, haven't Honey seen it. Boy. No. He wrote about his father and like this really interesting dynamic. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm all. ready to see it, but <gasps> yeah. I believe okay. that might be something that I'm willing to recommend <laughs> blindly. I guess. Um, Let's hope it's good. <laughs> yeah. Irreverent. Anything irreverent and um, yeah. Yeah. Funny. Good acting. With good acting, gosh. Good. Let <laughs> let him say it on the mic. With, <laughs> like, yeah, with good... Uh, Anytime I ask Nick if something's good or not, he's like, no, the acting was like, okay. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. And I think it, it fits. Your recommendation even fits your personality. I like to ask because I think as people hear from different folks, um, it's just nice to see, like, I don't know if people are relating to you in a lot of ways. I think sometimes the things we consume kind of align with... Yeah, how we move through the world or some yeah. of the things that we need at the time so like dark humor I relate to that feeling good at times yeah um, so I am interested in seeing that well I just am sad because this is what I say at the, every episode I'm so sad but this is like we're coming to the end mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and so I want to bring us to the last segment which I know makes everyone feel uncomfortable and excited all in one sometimes i don't know how you feel um but it's called the letter out loud segment and it's just meant to wrap up with an action it's a chance to read something out loud to someone um and each week it's going to be different who it's for we talked about that a little bit before the show um so to wrap up you get to read your own letter out loud if you're still okay doing that i am and you can share with everyone who the letter is to and say anything if you want beforehand um or you can just jump right in yeah i will clear um quantify or qualify this but mm -hmm. i was gonna read um a letter i recently like wrote letters to 
a couple of my people that I um, would like to have in my wedding or at our wedding in a capacity that's like different than just um, a normal guest like my sister and my friend Colin, Tanner, Noah, um, and Emma. And I was going to read one of those because I was kind of blindsided because I listened to the Lauren one thinking <laughs> I didn't have to write Nick a letter. Nick didn't finish the, didn't listening to the episode. Finish. You're right. <laughs> that is good um, no clarity. Shade. No shade. Um, but then now I'm reading these and they're kind of just specific to, to um, these friends and I and they're kind of funny. And so then as I Kylie was getting this ready, I wrote a little something to my dad who we've spoken some about. Um, and what's his name? Bruce. Bruce. Um, Thanks. And I'm in the midst of like writing something for the service that um, my sister and I are both going to speak. Mm. Um, and there's, I, I guess this is just more cathartic and, um, you know, because it just passed and there is a lot of um, different lingering feelings and emotions. Yeah. Um, okay. It says, and I wrote this really quick. Uh, where my mind draws to sometimes is the anger, the fear, the unknowing, and pain. Our relationship cannot be categorized in any one of these emotions, but a complex convergence of many good and bad ones. In some ways, your life was indeed the definition of a tragedy. A character who encounters a series of events in spite of or because of their best efforts that leads to an unfortunate outcome. But in the week since you've passed, I've reflected on how you really did the best you could with what you were given at the time. You helped to raise two moral, grounded, kind, loving humans that were exposed to that love, to loss and laughter and pain from the truly the time of their births. You may have inadvertently taught me what not to do or be, but you also instilled in me the truths of goodness, of being a citizen of the world, and how to recognize the thoughts, dark or otherwise, in my own head. And that's what I got. Thank you. Yeah. You're a really good writer. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. And I think it speaks to a lot of the things that we've talked about. And I know, I want to honor, I know you're in the midst of processing and navigating this, so it means a lot. Thank you. Thanks for the space. And if I could say, I'm grateful for the people who brought you into this world, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. They're good people. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you. It, it, we're leaving on a heartfelt note. Um, I'm really grateful to have had you on the show. Yeah. Uh, and um, if people want to connect with you, would you be okay with with <laughs> With that, there's a chance for you to. So we're gonna look you up on <laughs> no, YouTube. <laughs> a lot and of we're gonna look you up on YouTube. No, no, no. If people want to connect with you, like on uh, Instagram or anything, LinkedIn. Yeah, no, <laughs> if you want a connection. Uh, yeah, my l- Instagram, sure, but I think it's private. You can. Uh, it's Wiley, my middle name, which now I'm giving my full name. <laughs> Wiley underscore Gears, G E E R S. It was a uh, joke in high school. And that was, was it? Yeah. What's funny? That was just it wasn't, your it middle was like, last name. We were talking about reinventing ourselves in college. And I, like, take your middle name and then <laughs> your last name and make it plural. And then oh, I didn't even think about how it says gears. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Isn't it supposed to be like your middle name and the street you grew up on or something like that? <laughs> I thought that was your stripper. Name. Okay. Oh, okay. No. So I what don't. are you, Wiley Donner? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, anyway. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's just a lot of information. Now everybody... Sorry. <laughs> all my, all my credit cards are going to be <laughs> stolen. And, um, um, yeah, so... Yeah, you, Wiley Gears. Nick's account is private, but if he feels compelled to accept Sure. You. And maybe, yeah. Yeah. You know, you can get in touch through me. How about through, that? Yeah, and the P.O. Box. Everybody should That's right. Some. You can write a letter to Nick. Yeah, or to <laughs> Kylie, or to anybody. Yeah, to, to anybody. To the P.O. Box. Okay, we ha- we must be cut off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank um, you. And yes, no, tweet the, your reactions and other questions and follow-up feedback that you have to the show. I think we'd love to hear that. Um, but a special shout-out to Nick, and thank you again for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Maybe you'll come back soon. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us this week. You are officially part of the Better Fam. Remember, the most important thing you can do is let me know what you think and what you want more of. You can also tweet to the show at better underscore out loud. You can rate the show on iTunes. And my absolute favorite, please, please, please (laughs) write to me at P.O. Box 222182, Chantilly, Virginia, 20153. Better Out Loud podcast is also part of my larger creative platform called Better by the Letter. So you can visit betterbytheletter.org and follow along on Instagram at betterbytheletter to learn more about what's happening on the daily, including new things with the show. I cannot wait until next time. Thanks so much, everybody. Talk to you soon.